the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley <clears throat> coming off a very busy weekend. Hello to everyone in Central Texas, Austin, uh, into Houston, and uh, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area. A lot of people stream us the app. You can always um, you can download the app, Syntex Sports Fan. I had a question come up the other day. Uh, Aaron, some people, when they are listening to the app or listening to our program, it, it – I, you know, I was my dad was playing this for me. It was uh, speeding up on him. How do you, Aaron, being the techno- technological wizard that you are, if someone is hearing our show and it's speed, it's like it's playing too fast. Um, what do they need to do? Do you have the uh, Do you have the solution? I don't. That's the first time I've ever oh, okay. heard of that happening. All right. Because well, let us know if it's happening to you. I, I just it's happening to a few people close to 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 me and uh so i was just going to check on that but uh, we'll get that we'll get that figured out and it may just be simple as i think sometimes you can choose like how to play podcast or how to play back things back but for whatever reason uh some people's were uh, speeding up and uh, playing at a fast clip the voice you heard is aaron sexton aaron is uh, the fine producer of this program we will take you right until 4 o'clock when uh, Tom Barfield joins up. We plan on three, uh, 3.40 today. We'll be able to sample some of what Tom sat down and visited with uh, Dave Aranda about coming off the big weekend. And at 3.20 today, I'm going to go over some things that happened in that Cowboys game yesterday. It is a Cowboys Monday, and it's a victory Monday. And I think there's a lot of excitement. We also need to deal with some of the weirdness that happened in that game. Why do they continue to do strange things on special teams? Like when the team's fourth and 20 right before the half, why would you send the house and and run into the kicker? Why do you do these things? What was the plan there? And then what was happening at the end of the half? At 3.20, I want to spend some time talking about this Cowboys game and break it down from all the different angles. thought the quarterback play was excellent, except for one really poor throw by Dak. Not sure what he was doing there, but I thought for the most part the quarterback play was good. And I thought some huge plays on defense. From a defense that was missing some key players, two starting defensive ends, and they were able to find a way. We'll examine some of that at uh, 320 today and try to get to the bottom of exactly what happened. I do want to remind you, take this opportunity to remind you 
then I will be at Common Grounds doing the show, 3 o'clock, a live show. That's going to happen um, at the, the Baylor campus location of Common Grounds. I used to go there, I believe, when I was in law school, perhaps. Common Grounds had opened in uh, 96, 97, sometime around there, maybe 97, 98. And that's where my love affair with the frozen cappuccino started up. And it happened to be buddies with the former owner of Common Grounds. Now I'm buddies with the people who own it now. Kimberly Batson, Blake Batson, good folks. And uh, we'll, I will be there live on site right across from the Baylor campus. That's 8th Street, in fact, uh, right across from Collins. And that's going to happen on Friday, this coming Friday. And we will be getting ready for a, a true test for the Baylor Bears. It is the Bears in Iowa State. Aaron, um, our beloved Bears have taken care of business. They have arrived unscathed. I think that's what we all expected. They are now 3-0. and I thought that was impressive the other day. You know, it was 14-7 at half. Didn't really feel like it. Baylor had pretty much dominated the half. Kansas scored late, felt like they were kind of late in the half, felt like they were kind of letting Kansas maybe think they were in the game, even though I don't think that was the case. And then everybody just kind of rose up in the second half and denied Kansas any chance, any chance at momentum. The two touchdowns occurred, oh, within about five or six minutes early in the second half, and uh, one was that uh, R.J. Sneed romped down the sideline. That was fun. That was fun. And to see Tyquan Thornton race all the way down the sideline and deliver kind of the uh, key blocks there at the end, took care of two people. You always got to watch it on those kind of plays because somebody's going to, you know, you're going to reach out. Somebody's going to maybe have a hold or something. They did not. They did have a punt return. That was called back for a touchdown on, I believe that was a hold. And uh, Ebner is just capable of going on any play, whether it's at tailback or whether it's returning. It is, uh, he, he's just tremendous on special teams. It's a scary thing for, uh, he, he just puts so much pressure when he's back there. And if he has a seam and he can reverse field, he can be gone. And um, they're just going to have to clean that up because they need to uh, they need to take care of all of that. I, I, I thought for the most part, the, um, the the defense was really, really good. I liked um, Raleigh Tejada coming on some uh, corner blitzes. He was coming. And then I, I thought Bernard, the, the tackling and the, uh, the, the just outright the, the, the collisions that occur for this team are so good. I mean, and, and and really, I think, define so far who who this team is. The, uh, the line creates all sorts of problems. I found it very interesting today that I didn't think Aranda, given the opportunity to let us know where Apu Ika was, Baylor's fine nose tackle, chose the moment to brag <clears throat> on another player, Chidi Ogbanya. And and I don't I don't necessarily think it's like I, 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 I do think the message right now is that for whatever reason Ika uh, Apu Ika is not totally in condition. Now that's surprising when you're out there and you're with the team and you're doing all the running, but this is a 
He's listed at 350. He may play at more like 360, 365. This is a monstrous man. But I, I don't get the sense that we've seen the best of Apu yet. And I don't, I'm not necessarily saying the coach was saying something negative. I think what you heard today was him saying that Chidi Agbanya has earned more time and uh, in the rotation and the, the play of Apu has, you know, has, has caused him to get more time. Talking about his backup in Chidi. This is, a, this is a player who has to show up Saturday. The, the Brees Hall is a tremendous running back for Iowa State. We'll talk more about him as the week unfolds. The cutback lanes, they try to do a lot of what Baylor tries to do. He has got to stand up, and he has got to uh, maintain his gap integrity. So I think that's going to be key. Other, ever, Gabe Hall, uh, I thought the other, the other linemen are, are really playing well. I, I believe number 52 for, for Baylor, who's kind of the backup at several positions, but it has really playing starting snaps at linebacker. He's, he's capable of playing a lot of different positions. I'm talking about Matt Jones. I, he's, he's arguably been the best player on defense so far. Now, I, I will continue to say that I think Jalen Petrie is Baylor's best player. Period. I just think he's. I think he's the best player on the team. Uh, but I. I love what I'm seeing from Matt Jones. I love how he flies around the field, and I think he's making uh, tremendous plays. And so the only. Uh, Baylor finally gave up a touchdown. I'm trying to remember, it might have been Barnes trailing the uh, <coughs> the receiver who caught that one. Hey, somebody's going to score on you occasionally. Kansas has some decent athletes. This was the most impressive game so far because Kansas does have uh, the makings of some talented players. And Baylor went out in the second half and just bombed them, just blew that team away. Now, the the running back rotation right now is tremendous. Abram Smith is is someone for the Bears that – I mean, he's an old Walter Abercrombie type. I mean, he, he – now, Walter might have been a little faster, maybe a lot faster, or, or Walter could really run it. But Walter did not mind running over you a little bit. But this guy, this this Abram Smith will put it on you, and he's got some speed. If he gets in the open field, he'll get out, and he feels his way around. For a guy that got moved to linebacker, you talk about being able to go back and have good instincts and set up your blocks – this guy's really good. Now, Ebner's your home run back. I mean, he can reverse field. He can hit the hole in a hurry. Get good vision. This guy's going to play in the NFL. But right now, you have you have a fast back and you have a power back. And what the power back allows you to do is even when your offensive line isn't perfect, he can lean on a defensive line and still get three or four yards. This guy can – he's really playing well. And I, uh, I, I think the t- hearing Aranda today, an important thing that came out of his visit with the media today was saying he wanted the offensive line to be the leaders of the team. People apparently looked at him weird when he said that. They, they now, be- between Zay Newman, Gall, uh, 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 Galvin, Byers, uh, uh, 
Muzuka or Makuza. These guys are flat out getting it done. And they this wide zone is good for them in the sense that it they've got to be on the move. This O-line seems to have some athleticism. They've got to not only be on the move. I mean, you've got to be almost like a dancer, a big old huge dancer. You've got to be moving, and you've got to be blocking. You have almost have to have the rhythm with you, and you've got to provide those cutback lanes for the backs. And this offensive line seems well-suited for that. This is a night-and-day situation. Now, we can give the O-line. Oh, Coordinator credit, the old line coach, Eric Mateos, whatever you want. Grimes has done a really nice job. But this scheme fits the personnel so much better, so much better than what they what they had been doing. Even, I will say this, even in that great year that they had a couple of years ago where we got to go to New Orleans and, um, and went to Sugar Bowl, we all had fun, covered the team, and did all that good stuff. Travel, how about that? Some good travel, um, but that was—I mean, it, this is really, this is really fascinating uh, to watch how this team is coming together. Now, Iowa State looms. The AP poll came out today; they are 14th in the country. This is a, this is a really good football team. They lost to Iowa. They got a great tight end in Kohler. They got a stud quarterback. And they got a really fine uh, running back in Brees Hall. This is going to be uh, a, a test. And if you can beat the number 14 team of the country, people have to start to take you seriously. And you go out and you get beat at home Saturday badly. I mean, you can lose this game and still have everything out there in front of you. But you can't get, go out there and just get steamrolled. Now, the problem is, Iowa State has already gotten hit in the mouth. He got hit in the mouth. The Hawkeyes are a good team, a really good team, top seven or eight team in the country now, maybe even a top five team. Iowa State got beat by them. This is going to be a tremendous matchup and a great opportunity for the Bears. Now, on a fun note, the other day, Aaron, I thought you would like this. I don't know if you had the – you were running the game, I'm sure. I don't know if you had the sound up, but the on the ESPN Plus broadcast, there was a female, her name is Courtney, and uh, play-by-play. She did a really nice job. And when Sneed got loose on that long 69-yard touchdown, as he got closer to the goal line, Courtney doing play-by-play on ESPN Plus – Aaron, she said, go, Baylor, go. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of a – I tweeted about it. I said I thought it was interesting. It seems a little interesting, but I kind of liked it. So, first time I'd ever heard a play-by-play announcer sort of do a go, Baylor, go, almost like a cheer or something for the Bears. Aaron, as a longtime Baylor Bear aficionado and supporter, are you okay with that type of play-by-play? Absolutely. I support it 100%. <laughs> Just a big go, Baylor go. Now, Aaron, you were watching this thing pretty closely. Anything in this game stand out to you? I thought Gary I, I thought Gary threw it well. I thought he was on target. The play action's working. Uh, his sprint out. I mean, I just think he feels 
very, very in control, and, and obviously he has a calming influence on the rest of that offense. Anything jump out at you that I haven't mentioned? No. Uh, the biggest two things for me you, you did mention, one was Gary Bohannon and how well we played. If you know, me and, It's a conversation me and my, my brother and I had, had uh, before the game, you know, about the about Gary and the quarterback position, if that didn't ease your mind about Baylor's quarterback play, then I don't know what's going to because he played outstanding. I mean, he was accurate. He he did a great job of running the offense, of running when he needed to, and and doesn't get flustered in the pocket. As you said, stay calm. And the other biggest thing was going in fourteen to seven at the half. Even though you've dominated, it's still close. Come out. In the second half, you get two three-and-outs and two touchdowns from your offense, and it's game over. I was really impressed with that. Yeah, I uh, I, I like the safety play for this team, but I, um, I agree with what you said. I mean, but this team will flat out – Aaron, this is a hard-hitting physical team. I think that's what they want. You know, now, you know, they, occasionally are you going to get – a targeting call or something like that, probably so. And so you got to watch it. But I mean, this these guys will come up and rock you, and um, and I I think it's uh, I think it's going to be really fun to watch. And I think Saturday is going to let folks know. Now people are getting a little ahead of themselves, and I'm starting to see on social media people say, "Could Baylor be like a dark horse to win the conference?" Hey, let's just wait. And it's fourth game of the season coming up, and they've got an opportunity to go up against a really good team. If you take care of Iowa State at home, you got to start rethinking. Uh, I, I think we start to think a little differently about what this team is. Okay, if, if you know, we think a good season would be six or seven wins. A win over Iowa State at home would cause for a little bit of a reset on what folks think about the Bears. All right, lots to come, and uh, we'll hear from Dave Aranda at 3.40. But next, we're going to get into what happened with the Cowboys yesterday. Huge win. In some ways, perhaps a season-defining win for the Cowboys. We react to it next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear and very warm this evening with increasing clouds overnight. Lows fall to 75 degrees. Hardly sunny skies tomorrow with a front on the way. It'll be very breezy with a 20% chance of showers. 91 degrees the high and then much Cooler on Wednesday. It's not going to be as humid either with mostly sunny skies and 84. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Waco Lions football on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burrow, and me this Friday night as the Lions take on Cedar Hill. Our broadcast begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 7.30. Following the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Waco High football on ESPN Central Texas. Let's uh, talk about the Baylor Club, Waco's leading private club, the epicenter of Waco's civic, social, and business communities. 
beautiful panoramic views of the Baylor campus, the Brazos River. You can look over at downtown Waco, look into McLean Stadium, the site of this big tilt on Saturday against Iowa State. And during the week, it's just really a cool place to entertain guests to, um, I mean, a Sunday lunch. Uh, that, that buffet is just wonderful. They've got the Anytime Bar and Grill where members can dine and enjoy relaxed business and social gatherings. Now, that um, that bar, you can go sit at the bar. If you want to watch some TV or do something like that, beautifully well-stocked with all sorts of offerings. Then that outdoor patio overlooking uh, the football field, that's a cool, cool place. Uh, get, uh, and, and your next function, you could do it right over there. Uh, let the certified event planner handle all your requests with ease, okay? Plus special offerings at more than 1,000 hotels, resorts, and entertainment venues through that Club Corp uh, network. Okay, call the Baylor Club today and inquire about membership. The number is 254-710-8080. That's 254-710-8080. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family-owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. How many trucks are running around Central Texas without any masculinity? Just look at the road and you'll see. With many, there's nothing there. Not one accessory. And that's what's really toxic. Sadly, truck nudity affects thousands of Central Texas trucks. But it doesn't have to be that way because it's a fully treatable condition. At Pickup Outfitter Labs, our R&D department has been working hard on this problem. And I'm excited to announce a stunning breakthrough. It's our own patented treatment called P.O. Now, anyone suffering from truck nudity can get PO'd. Need a bed cover? Get PO'd. Need a hitch? Get PO'd. Need a bumper, toolbox, or grill guard? You guessed it, get PO'd. At Pickup Outfitters, we're making real progress, but we need your help. Do you know someone who needs to get PO'd? Send them to Pickup Outfitters for treatment. Our recovery center is located at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. See our educational video on our website at createacommotion.com. That's createacommotion.com. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor moves to 3-0 after beating Kansas 45-7 on Saturday. The Bears get ready to host number 14 Iowa State this Saturday at 2:30. Three teams in the Big 12 in the top 25. Oklahoma drops to number four. Iowa State stays at number 14, and Kansas State enters at number 25. UMHB rolls on Saturday, beating Southwestern 54-3. The crew is now at number two in the nation in the D3 football poll after North Central Illinois took the top spot. Greg Zerline hit a 56-yard field goal as time expired and the Cowboys got past the Chargers 20-17 to move to 1-1. Cowboys home opener next Monday night versus the Eagles. Rangers lose the weekend series to the White Sox. Now Texas hits the road to face the Yankees. 6:05 first pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. We're about 14 minutes away from hearing from Dave Aranda, his weekly visit with ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield talked to him earlier today, and we'll let you, uh, we'll sample some of that, and then you can hear the entire interview at 5.15, 5.15. And so this will be, uh, it'll be a good opportunity to catch up with Coach Aranda with what he's up to um, and and kind of see what's going on as the Baylor begins a big week getting ready for Iowa State. All right, this uh, some breaking news coming on the Cowboys front. We'll talk a little bit about this Cowboys game and, and some of our takeaways from it. Um, uh, just minutes ago, news coming out that uh, Cowboys defensive end Randy Gregory We'll be back in the building Wednesday after missing Sunday's game with COVID-19, McCarthy said. So that's good news. um, As far as injuries, uh, Amari Cooper suffered a ribs bruise Sunday. We'll keep you updated on how that's going. Defensive tackle Carlos Watkins had a knee sprain. And Dorrance Armstrong, I thought played really well, has an injured ankle. And we'll see about that. Another note that I had from yesterday, uh, Michael Gelkin had this in the uh, Dallas Morning News that was interesting to me. The uh, Byron Jones cornerback for the Cowboys, uh, you remember he uh, went to the Dolphins in 2020. Uh, well, they got him in. The, they, obviously, he was uh, a big-time player for the Cowboys, but uh, did not get a lot of interceptions. He had two interceptions in 79 games across five Cowboys seasons. Trevon Diggs now has five interceptions in 14 games that he's played. Five interceptions. So, you know, you can argue that they weren't throwing at Byron all the time. That's fine. But this is a hugely productive player right now in Diggs. And then I thought yesterday, uh, Jaron Curse filling in for Donovan Wilson as a starting uh, safety did a tremendous job back there. Just really showed great instincts and was making plays on the ball. That that was a nice effort by the defense. They gave up some plays. They gave up some great. I mean, this quarterback for the Chargers is really good. I mean, he eventually will be a top five quarterback in the NFL. I don't know if he's there yet. I'm just saying, that's a he's got an incredible arm. He's got arm strength forever. 
He can, he can make any throw. He anticipates everything. The Cowboys just threw him off schedule a little bit. Now, Aaron, the uh, we need to talk about it. That, that What happened at the end of the game was a head coach got bailed out by a – by a, a great kicker. Now, this kicker was struggling last week, but when the, when the game was on the line and everything, he delivered for his head coach, hit a 56-yarder. Aaron, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really hard to get a read on exactly what the Cowboys were trying to accomplish. They, they ran the ball with Pollard. Yes, should he have turned the ball outside and tried to get out of bounds? You bet. You bet. I mean, that, that's fine to say. But you had a timeout. Okay, it's going to be a 56-yard kick. They basically let it go from like 33 seconds left all the way down to four seconds when they had to burn their last time out. Now, it wasn't so much about having to burn the last time out. It's just have some faith in in, in your quarterback and some belief, and I think they do. Obviously, they pay him huge amounts of money, but you might as well try to move up and get yourself a 48, 47-yard try. It's not the worst thing in the world to try and outpass. You've still got that timeout. You can you can either get up to the line of scrimmage. You didn't have to run that ball, but you have the timeout. And I've seen other teams at the end of games, especially like Tom, with Tom Brady and others, I mean, they trust their guy to get the ball, and if they need to, throw it out of bounds, not take the sack. This quarterback is very capable of that. If he needs to clock it, if he needs to throw it out of bounds, he can do that. But it, but and, and then after the game, there's some kind of weird explanation given by uh, McCarthy that the, the the camera was in his way, something was wrong with the clock operator. I mean, this was the biggest bunch of hooey I've ever heard. Uh, I mean, blaming it on a clock operator. Get po- figure out how to manage the clock, and if you can't. Get somebody in your ear helping you with that. Other teams have uh, basically a a, a clock coach, someone who's helping the head coach with those situations. Even the great Belichick has that with, um, what's What's Ernie Adams. They've had a longtime coach. So, Aaron, I, I would say to any Cowboys fan, you talk about a huge sigh of relief, but they could have lost that game based on boneheaded game management. Absolutely, and uh, you talked about that. I heard his post-game press conference. Even the the Cowboys post-game here on the station was a little baffled by his answer because he talked about not being able to see the clock. He also talked about th- they use intervals like 30 seconds, and then he said something about 17 seconds, which I guess means once it gets past that, they're not going to try to run a play. If that's the way you're set up, that's going to cost you a game down the line. You can just bank on it. So I don't know what kind of system they have in place, but if I heard that right and that's what it means, they need to change that. Get the get somebody in his ear. I mean, you know, it's like yeah, you can pay some. Be, yeah, pay somebody just to watch the clock. Yeah, I mean, I, I other teams we used to laugh about having a clock coach. It, it, this started when I was covering the Eagles years and years ago with Andy Reid, was bad at clock management. Now, of course, he's the, the, the genius of all geniuses. But back then, he had trouble with clock management. Uh, the truth is, Jason Garrett had some issues with it as well. 
And you would think, oh, my gosh, you're paying these guys millions of dollars. They can't figure out the clock. Well, in the heat of the moment, sometimes they've got so much going on that they do lose. But don't I would not even admit that I couldn't see the clock. I mean, that just I mean, you talk about making you look like Elmer Fudd. Well, I couldn't see the clock down there. Oh, okay. Well, on the monstrous ribbon, the biggest video scoreboard I've ever seen in my entire life, that thing cost like a billion dollars, you couldn't look up there and see the clock? I mean, there's got to be, you got to be doing that stuff before the game, too. Where are my clocks? Where are my clocks? Where am I looking? Oh, there's the end zone clock. There's the one up up top. Where where am I seeing all these things? I mean, this would, if, 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 um, if Greg the Leg doesn't make that kick, this is what we're talking about today. But he did, and I'm very glad he did, and it makes everybody a lot happier today. And the Cowboys are one and one, and they have a legitimate shot now with some of these games coming up to get to four and one. I mean, these teams are about to play Eagles, Panthers. I mean, it's a, it, it's, it, these games are at home. This next game's on a Monday night. I mean, th- this thing is made to get rolling here. And they could get this thing to four and one. I mean, this they, I would say they they really are in a in a good position now. There's something also being talked about in the Dallas Fort Worth area today and all over. Who's the better back? Who's the better running back on this team? Is it Pollard? Is it Zeke? I think most people say, well, mostly it's Zeke. Come on, it's Zeke. I mean, that's who they pay all the money. Okay, I'm just saying. If you look at the numbers, every time you give Pollard 12 or more touches or even carries, the guy averaged something insane like six or seven yards per carry. When you give him that much, those many, that many touches in games, you go back and look since he's been with the Cowboys in the couple of years he's been around. <laughs> it's amazing. And, and to be that efficient – and to only have whatever it was, 13 carries, I believe it was, and he ends up with 109 yards. I, I, I like how they're using Zeke. As long as Zeke keeps the same great attitude that he has, I don't care. It's not my money. I, don't, I mean, I don't care that they're paying him a bunch of money. Let him go up there and block. Let him be in the same backfield occasionally. Let him be the sledgehammer to, to go up there and, and, and go for it. That's fine. But uh, I am uh, – I am very, very impressed with Pollard. And, again, I'm not saying make him the number one back. I'm not saying start him. I'm just saying keep. We always talk about feed Zeke, feed Tony, feed Mr. Pollard because that speed and that vision plays, and it's playing in a big way right now. And the other thing, Aaron, is if you think about it, he's got so much less wear and tear. He's just so much less wear and tear on his knees, his body, his shoulders, his feet. He, he just hasn't had to take that much punishment that Zeke has over all the years. So I think saving Zeke till later in the season, I'm not saying don't play him. I'm just saying not trying to feed it to him 20 to 25 times seems like kind of a smart strategy to me right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how anyone who's watched the Cowboys regularly for the past two years can argue that Pollard has more explosiveness and more ability to make big plays than, than Zeke does now. 
He showed it yesterday. I mean, he just has another gear that Zeke used to have that I don't know if he has it anymore. How about that Herbert? How about that? I mean, just, uh, Justin Herbert. Herbert, is that right? Yeah. For some reason, his first name was escaping me for a minute. Maybe the uh, bike accident. <laughs> it just didn't sound right. There's a Josh Allen, and there's a Justin Herbert, and then there's a Justin somebody that plays for the the uh, the uh, Bears. But let me just Fields. This guy, this guy Herbert. My wife called him a poor man's uh, Brad Pitt. I don't know. Could you see it a little bit? Aaron, kind of a river runs through it type <laughs> look that he has. He gets that hair. He's got Mosley hair right now. You know, my, my hair's gotten away from me. And, and when it gets really sweaty after some heavy tennis, that's about what it looks like. The, uh, the young Herbert, kind of got Herbert hair. But, man, that guy is so good. Some of those throws, did you hear part? I, I like it when Romo says things like that turkey hole shot. That was that one he laid in there behind Diggs and in front of the safety. Oh, man. Aaron, that was a throw. And then, and then Aaron, what about, what about that play? You talk about taking the ball out of the poor kid's hands. He's running around there for his life. He unloads one to the sideline on, I guess it was second down. And, they're, you know, they're, they've gotten backed up a little bit. They're down, you know, like the ten, 9 or 10-yard line. And it just completely takes them out of the what they were trying to do. They got back and they tied the game up, but they it took them out of any chance at a touchdown. That call they called like uh, called forward progress stopped. What are we doing with quarterbacks when you call forward progress and the dude still has enough like clearance to throw the ball? I mean, I, I Parsons. I'm glad he got sacked. Parsons played his rear off. He deserved the. He deserved to get some good stats, but that's not a sack. What world is that a sack? I mean, do, do you think sometimes they just get in the officials' ears and just go, guys, guys, we've had some injuries early this morning. Like you've got to protect the quarterback. That's not a sack. Well, and uh, on the Cowboys post game, um, one of the guys on there. Brian Broaddus, who used to work for the Cowboys as a scout, was talking about that crew in particular and how they make themselves a part of the game, and you have to know that going in. He said they're one of the worst crews in the league about that, which that's kind of insider – I was going to say insider baseball, but insider football that that I didn't know and it's the kind of stuff that I like to know. He, he was like they, they always – Throw a lot of flags, that crew. And I forgot the who was the head of that crew. I'll have to look it up. But he said even going back to his days with the Cowboys, they knew that. It was Tony Corrente is who it was. That's school who it teacher, is. School teacher by day in Southern California, bad ref by Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Corrente's crew has been notorious for years. Most of these other guys go and get these TV jobs, like Pereira and all these guys, like uh, Dean Blandino, whoever. All these, I mean, all these guys finally retire, and Corinthe just keeps going and going. He'll never retire, and he loves to throw flags and loves to, you know, to uh, cost teams games. Fortunately for the Cowboys, it wasn't them he cost. Okay, this is an opportunity we have now, uh, thanks to uh, uh, touchdown Tom Barfield to listen to some of what Dave Aranda had to say in his exclusive semi-weekly visit with ESPN Central Texas. 
Coach, let's begin on the defensive side of the football. Seven points given up Saturday, seven points the previous week. That obviously gives your football team a great opportunity in the football game. They've continued to improve. I think um, our ability to play team defense and play within the scheme and, um, you know, so we're talking about no missed assignments, right, limited number of missed tackles. <laughs> Aaron, I fooled you off sides there. It's my bad. I, that was my way of, of, of kind of uh, teasing what we were going to do next. It's okay. It's like a uh, hard count, a Mosley hard count. When we come back, we're going to hear Tom Barfield's visit with Dave Aranda. <laughs> It's the Baylor Bears and the Iowa State Cyclones this Saturday from McLean Stadium. And our coverage of Baylor football begins with game day live Saturday morning at 1030, live from Touchdown Alley right here on ESPN Central Texas. Game day live is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Barnett Contractor, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, NeighborWorks Waco, Oakley's Rustic Grill, Oakley's Shuck and Shack, Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry Law Firm. Baylor Game Day Live is also brought to you in part by TFMB, your bank for life. Total Office Solutions, Old Chicago. Hurley Benefit Services, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Walk on Sports Bistro, Maya Fuels, and Central National Bank. It's the Bears and the Cyclones, and it's this Saturday morning at 10.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner. It's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows direct for a free in-home estimate universalwindowscentraltexas.com or call 254-301-7760 and don't forget check out their great google and angie list reviews i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct all right uh love talking about alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat of course i drive a grand cherokee laredo love driving that thing around and love getting that service out there at alan samuels Fifty-five thousand square feet of service area extremely efficient any maker model they do a great job out there they have the uh, that new 2021 ram by the way has been ranked number one automotive brand by J.D. Power's initial quality study with the 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two right behind the Ram. It uh, doesn't stop there. How about the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named the highest quality midsize truck in the automotive models. Do such an incredible job out there. Check out the new 2021 Ram 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star. Incredible comfort level in those trucks. Great handling. 
able to pull anything that impressive towing capacity and payloads and load stability. Uh, tremendous comfort, as I mentioned. Get out to Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. How many trucks are running around Central Texas without any masculinity? Just look at the road and you'll see. With many, there's nothing there. Not one accessory. And that's what's really toxic. Sadly, truck nudity affects thousands of Central Texas trucks. But it doesn't have to be that way because it's a fully treatable condition. At Pickup Outfitter Labs, our R&D department has been working hard on this problem. And I'm excited to announce a stunning breakthrough. It's our own patented treatment called P.O. Now, anyone suffering from truck nudity can get PO'd. Need a bed cover? Get PO'd. Need a hitch? Get PO'd. Need a bumper, toolbox, or grill guard? You guessed it, get PO'd. At Pickup Outfitters, we're making real progress, but we need your help. Do you know someone who needs to get PO'd? Send them to Pickup Outfitters for treatment. Our recovery center is located at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. See our educational video on our website at createacommotion.com. That's createacommotion.com. It is a Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas game time coming up at uh, 4 o'clock today. Tom Barfield will be in and friends, Ward Whites, and they'll get their thing going and have a lot to react to today. And at 5.15, you'll hear... Uh, Tom sit down with Dave Aranda uh, on the uh, on on game time five fifteen. They'll play it it's in its entirety. But I kind of like to sample and let you hear a little bit of that when we get to Dave. And I always love talking to Dave last year. And boy, would visit with him for twenty minutes or so. Really enjoyable and a very philosophical and interesting interview. Here is Tom Barfield. Um, talking to Dave Aranda. Coach, let's begin on the defensive side of the football. Seven points given up Saturday, seven points the previous week. That obviously gives your football team a great opportunity in the football game. They've continued to improve. I think um, our ability to play team defense and play within the scheme and, um, you know, so we're talking about like no missed assignments, right, limited number of missed tackles. Uh, being where they need to be, having great communication so that we're all doing our 111th and playing as one really strong unit. I think we're making strides that way. We have not done that yet, so our best football there is still ahead of us. 
when you went back and looked at the video, was it complimentary football? I mean, did the offense complement the defense, special teams, so on and so forth? Because it looked like watching on television that that was a very clean football game. No, I appreciate that. That's something we, we strive for. We talk about team, unit, and then me. And so um, everything we do is it, we're striving for the team to be front and center and then offense, defense below that. And then me as an, as an individual, the lowest of all of it. And so I think, you know, team-wise, say there's a long drive on the defense, right, that the offense responds. Or let's say offensively we go for it on fourth down and we don't convert, the defense steps up and responds, right? Or say offense turns the ball over, defense responds. And so playing complementary football that way, I think, is what we're striving for. So I thought there was good things. Um, we're still on a road of improvement there. Do you feel like the opening drive of the football game kind of set the tone? Because that was as clean an opening drive as I've seen in a long time. It was good to get um, that running game going. And I thought, you know, Gary was able to have both feet in the ground, see stuff clean, get the ball off on time. You know, I think fourth downs played a role in there too. Uh, the O-line really got their feet underneath them. And I think from that point on, they felt pretty comfortable of what they were going to see and how they were going to play it. So it was a, it was a big drive. You mentioned the running game. When you look at the numbers of Ebner and you look at the numbers of Smith, they're very, very similar. But they, they're certainly different type of running backs. I would, I would suspect that that creates uh, a scheme issue for, for your opponents. Yeah, you know, Eb is great on the perimeter. He's great in space. He's worked really hard and being a downhill runner, and he's improved greatly. I think his um, care factor and his want to and all of that improvement – has been key to it, you know? And so he can still get better. I think he'll admit to that. So he's excited about getting better, you know? And then I think with Abe, it's, you know, physicality, downhill, you know, um, continuing to work on, on catching the ball out of the backfield and being a little bit more versatile. And so I think each of those guys are working hard to uh, shore up, you know, things that they can improve on. And all in all, man, it just gets us better and better. And not to give away game plan or anything, but I was watching the ball game, and in your short yardage offense, you got in two tights. You got in a true eye formation with a fullback and quarterback under center. Is there more of that possibly coming outside the red zone? Yeah, you know, the ability to get in those big sets, I think people don't really practice that anymore. And they have to pull up, like, you know, 1980s NFL, you know, uh, film they got – um, with the Washington Redskins or something to kind of see what that looks like. And so I think any time that you can um, play to your strengths, which I think is the central point of it all, is that we've got guys that we feel comfortable in moving people and putting faces on other people's faces, is that when you have that ability, let's, let's do that and let's create mismatches. In your press conference today, you were talking about uh, this week's opponent, Iowa State, and you talked about the physicality of their football team. Does that force your football team to match their physicality on Saturday? Yeah, I wouldn't think of it that way. I would think of like us doing our our best. Like today, for example, is Tell the Truth Monday, and so uh, making all the, you know, I, I think first like pulling back every Sunday, every Monday, you've got a brand new football squad, right? You got a brand new team, the same guys, right? Same players, all that. But in terms of beliefs, in terms of grounded confidence, in terms of maybe a little anxiety, 
maybe a little bit of faltering belief, right? All of that is new every Sunday or Monday. And so like being real with what's real, I think is where it starts. And so, you know, um, having an awareness of kind of where we're at and what just happened. And this is what, this is the reality of where we're at. Here's where, how we can move forward. I think it starts there. And then I think the ability to take that into like tell the truth Monday into where, hey, this is the good, this is the bad, right? Here's how we're getting better. We need to have great ownership from you guys. As coaches, we'll take ownership. And then we've got practice today. So let's have the best practice we can have in terms of effort, in terms of energy, in terms of execution, right? We do those things and stack those things. And then we're putting our standard on display, which I would feel comfortable doing. Talk a little bit about the, their personnel we'll, on the offensive side. Now, obviously, Purdy is uh, just a talented quarterback. Yeah, I think um, he's able to make plays with his legs. I think he's got a really good um, good feel for um, throwing the ball on the run. And so he's able to manipulate people when he gets out of the pocket. And receivers um, can feel when that is happening and adjust with them. So that's been dangerous uh, for opposing defenses. I think the O-line's physical. They, 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 they push people and move people. I think tight ends returning. I mean, All-American, he's got, uh, there's a mismatch issue there in terms of uh, his ability to catch the ball down the field. I think, um, you know, receivers are, they re remind me of some of the guys that we've got where like they make contested catches, right? If you press them, they can do a good job of getting off a press. And so, um, you know, there's, They've been in a fair amount of tight games, and all of those skill guys have made a play that have contributed to a win in a tight game. So that, to to as a coach, you just that speaks volumes. And so I think offensively, it's a challenge. When you that is a a, a, a portion of the interview that Tom Barfield conducted with uh, Dave Aranda, and uh, that will uh, air in its entirety. At 5.15 this afternoon, you'll hear that. And um, well, I'll tell you what was great. Aaron, it just occurred to me. Last thing I'll say today about that Baylor game. We'll have more as the week unfolds. How did that, how is throwing the ball in the back of the end zone in a tight roping tight end? When was the last time you saw something like that? I mean, just a big target. This team plays a lot of tight ends. Two tight ends, one lined up at fullback to get his touchdown. But um, so two, uh, two tight ends scored in this game. They utilize uh, Shup, who I think some was uh, one of the interns up at ESPN Central Texas. I mean, they, they, they really, and Dabney is a uh, tight end who I really like a lot. This is a very interesting team, and they're deep at that position. And tight end is not a place that even under the, the Bryles, when they were riding high, they never truly utilized the tight end a lot. But they uh, seem to want to do that now. And what a great catch by Ben Sims. And what a weapon he could be in the middle of the field. Just a good, seems to have really good hands, a good blocker. It's a good, Dabney's a good uh, receiver as well. He's a good target. So lots to, uh, lots to be happy about, I think, for the Bears fans. And Iowa State coming up. And remember, uh, I will be in town next Friday doing the show live at Common Grounds. That'll come to you. 3 o'clock, right across from the Baylor campus over there on 8th Street, Common Grounds, one of the most popular coffee houses in the history of Waco, Texas. All right, for um, Aaron Sexton, I am Matt Mosley saying 
Good night. The Baylor Bears are back home at McLean Stadium this Saturday hosting the Cyclones of Iowa State. And our coverage of Baylor football begins at 1030 with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni, live from Touchdown Alley. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Lark Smith, Matt Mosley, and me for scores, interviews, and a breakdown of the Bears and the Cyclones with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture and western home decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. They offer 90 days, same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive, 254-662-4803. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, 